WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light and Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Michigan lawmakers have been turned down in their request to appeal a May order that suspends a ban on abortion in the state. A three-judge panel at the Court of Appeals said it found no need for an immediate review. A 1931 law makes it a crime to perform abortions in most circumstances in Michigan, but abortion remains legal here after the fall of Roe v.ersus Wade. That's because two judges in separate cases have stopped enforcement of the old 1931 law. The appeals court was focusing on a challenge filed by the Republican-led House and Senate to an injunction issued at the Court of Claims. In May, Judge Elizabeth Gleicher said the law likely violates the Michigan Constitution. President Joe Biden has announced a new debt student debt forgiveness program under the offer borrowers who earn less than $125,000 a year qualify to have $10,000 in student debt waived. Students at Wayne State University were pleased with the news today. It obviously feels really good as a student that's going into the real world post-graduation and a couple of semesters here. Um, financial stability is absolutely something that we worry about. Um, so yeah, that feels really good. It feels a little bit hopeful. Others said $10,000 is a good start. Still, others feel the plan doesn't go far enough. In 2021, the average student loan debt was between twenty dollars and $25,000. The Berrien County Clerk's Office has put out word that a petition drive to recall two members of the Lakeshore Public Schools Board of Education has failed. The elections administrator tells us the drive fell short of the number of signatures needed to get the recall question on the November ballot. The two board members targeted were President Jason Beckrow and Trustee Rachel Wade. The clerk's office says the petition drive would have needed to submit 2,165 valid signatures to succeed, while the filers turned in about 2,400 signatures for both board members. However, hundreds of signatures were determined to be invalid. Reasons included if the circulator date on the petition was prior to the date that the signature was obtained, or if someone signed twice, which invalidates both signatures. The filers could try again, but they didn't have to start from the very beginning by submitting new recall language. It was uh, local clerk's offices that determined the validity of the signatures and not the county clerk's office. As for the other recall efforts going on around Berrien County this year, we're waiting on two. We're waiting for signatures to be turned in for recall efforts at school districts in St. Joseph and Waterville. If either effort turns in enough, the, the recall election would be in May. Whirlpool has announced it's naming its new 80-unit multifamily housing development on Riverview Drive in Benton Harbor, the Emma Jean Hull Flats. Members of the Benton Harbor City Commission and representatives of Whirlpool decided to name the apartments after former Benton Harbor Mayor Hull. Hull served as the mayor from 1992 to 1996 and is known as a catalyst for the revitalization of the Benton Harbor community. Whirlpool says that she took necessary and bold actions during her tenure to position the city for rezoning for business redevelopment opportunities. Current Mayor Marcus Mohammed says, quote, naming this building after Mayor Hull, the first female mayor of the city, is a fitting way to honor her legacy and represents the spirit of renewal that this project and others under the master, master plan embody for the city. Leasing at the new Emma Jean Hall Flats is expected to start in early 2023 for the local community, including both Whirlpool employees and community residents. Michigan Works is planning its next hiring event for September 15th. Director of Business Solutions Mark O'Reilly tells us it'll run from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Michigan Works Training Center on West Main Street in Benton Harbor. 
We've invited 25 different employers who are going to be coming to be in the space. It's going to be going from 11 o'clock in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And so basically job seekers will get an opportunity to come in, talk to all the employers who are there, really seeing what, what industry, what career really grabs their attention. O'Reilly says the last two hiring events generated strong interest. They're a chance for workers to meet potential employers in person. Maybe you're coming from one industry and you want to go into a different industry. Maybe there's some skills that you want to develop so that will help you start that career in that industry. And so trying to bring everybody together. O'Reilly says there are still thousands of job openings in the region while it's lost about 4,000 people of working age since the pandemic started. Those who plan to attend the hiring event are advised to register early and contact Michigan Works so they can get help updating their resume, which they should also have for the event. We'll have the link to sign up at our website. With the original Cannabis Crown Music and Arts Festival just around the corner at Hartford Motor Speedway this Friday and Saturday, we caught up with headliner Joe Marcinek to talk about the origins of his Dead Funk Summit project, we also asked what to expect from his all-star cast of bandmates this weekend. I uh, got to work with Melvin Seals, who was the longtime organist from the Jerry Garcia Band. And at the same time, I was working with George Porter, who was a bass player from the Meters. So it kind of spurred about this idea of the Dead Funk Summit, which is what this weekend is going to be, where I combined kind of the musical worlds of the Grateful Dead with my love for funk music and New Orleans and all that. Marcinick says the show will feature a mix of Grateful Dead, funk, and his own original music, as well as highlight the dozen different guest musicians he's playing with each night of the festival. The Dead Funk Summit closes down the festival each night from 8 to 10.30. Single-day tickets can be bought for $55. A 50-foot sculpture along the South Pier in downtown St. Joseph has had its 20th birthday celebration. A reception was held last night at the Shadowland Pavilion for the occasion as And You Sees marked two decades. The Kresel Art Center's Tammy Fauber told us the Chicago-based artist Richard Hunt created the massive stainless steel work of art. It was quite a process making it and getting it to St. Joe. The column was rolled and created in one studio, and then the top and the base of it were created in his own studio in Chicago. And it required three flatbed trucks to deliver it from Chicago to here. They actually considered shipping it by water. It was really sort of a puzzle to figure out, but they ended up going with flatbed trucks. And because this is a working waterfront, they had to get the Army Corps of Engineers to sign off and approve. Fauber said the base has deep pilings, keeping it firmly on the pier in all kinds of Lake Michigan weather. The work is based off a poem of the same name by St. John Purse. Fauber said when the Krasel and other partners were planning the sculpture walk along the shore in St. Joe, they originally envisioned something along the lines of 20 to 30 feet tall, but it just kept growing. The celebration last night included music, boat rides, ice cream, and the now 88-year-old Richard Hunt himself. And summer is winding down in southwest Michigan, but St. Joseph today still has a slate of events planned in downtown St. Joe. Events manager Daniel Crevere tells us there's plenty happening Labor Day weekend. Saturday, we've got the Farmer's Market, the Artisan Fair, and then Sunday of Labor Day weekend is Antique. So those three events are all happening then. There's also going to be a summer movie. That is the last summer movie of the season. That's going to be held in Whirlpool Centennial Park. Crevere says that Labor Day weekend is also when the Tri-State Regatta sails into town. So if you're up on Saturday for Farmer's Market and the Artisan Fair, you can watch as the boats come in from Chicago. And then you're up on Sunday. If you're on the bluff, you can watch as they head out towards Michigan City. There's a public party at the St. Joe River Yacht Club that Saturday. Crevere says some summer activities will continue downtown for a couple of weeks after Labor Day. Events like Live Local will continue for a little while longer, but planning will soon shift to fall events after the weekend. Up next will be the Fall Fest.
WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast. WSJM News Now continues. The president today kept his campaign promise to forgive thousands in student loans for some Americans. ABC's Andy Field has details from Washington. President Biden forgiving up to 10000 in student loan debt for Americans making less than 125000 a year, 20000 if they received a Pell Grant. Mr. Biden says this is just as helpful as forgiving federal pandemic company loans. No one complained that those loans caused inflation. President Biden saying Republicans also did not complain about giving away billions to the wealthy and corporations with Trump-era tax cuts. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Reaction is pouring in from both sides of the aisle to the White House plan to forgive thousands of dollars in federal student loan debt and extend the student loan payment moratorium. Or maybe he's Justin Finch. President Biden's executive order includes forgiving $10,000 in federal student loan debt and up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. All must now earn $125,000 or less. Senate Democrats Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren say the action will improve borrowers' economic security. Other progressives push for the president to forgive up to $50,000. Across the aisle, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy calls the action unfair to those who didn't take on student loans or paid off their debt. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Google and a team of university researchers have hit on what they say could be an effective way to make people more impervious to the harmful effects of online misinformation. In experiments, the researchers have showed people videos that explain how things like emotionally charged language or false comparisons can help persuade people to believe false claims. The people who saw the videos were later tested and found to be better able to distinguish false claims from accurate information. It's an approach called pre-bunking, and university researchers and Google say it holds promise as a relatively easy and effective way to bolster critical thinking and make people more able to resist misinformation. Following the intensifying rhetoric targeting the IRS, the agency is working with federal partners and law enforcement as it takes a look closely at its security protocols for the safety of employees. The Internal Revenue Service now carrying out comprehensive reviews of its security systems, facilities, and protocols, citing concerning messages and threats aimed at the agency and its employees. That heightened awareness follows several Republican allegations that the Inflation Reduction Act's funding for more IRS staffers will lead to the unfair targeting of Americans. The IRS refused those claims and is now urging staffers to report any suspicious behavior towards them or the agency. Ukraine's president says Russian forces have launched a rocket attack on a train station in central Ukraine on the country's Independence Day, killing at least 15 people and wounding about 50. The lethal strike today came after warnings from President Vladimir Zelensky in recent days that the Russians might try to do something especially nasty, especially something cruel this week. Wednesday is a national holiday in Ukraine commemorating the country's declaration of independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. It also marks the six-month point in the war against Russia. A Texas man is going to prison for threatening a doctor who advocated for the COVID-19 vaccine, Morph Marin Katursky. Scott Eli Harris pleaded guilty and admitted in court he called a Maryland doctor who had been a vocal proponent of the COVID-19 vaccine to say, never going to take your wonder drug. My 12-gauge promises I won't. I can't wait for the shooting to start. The message also referenced the Asian-American doctor's race and national origin. Harris was sentenced to six months in prison. The FBI said the sentence should serve as a warning to those who threaten or take violent action based on belief or ideology and breaks the law. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York.
And just like groceries and rent, new car prices are on the rise. In fact, ABC's Sherry Preston says they're higher than they've ever been. The average price of a new car in 1972, 50 years ago, was around $3,500. That's the equivalent of just under $25,000 today. But a new vehicle right now will cost you almost double that, more than $46,000 in the month of August. J.D. Power and LMC Automotive say it's the lack of inventory that's driving up prices. Doesn't seem to bother buyers. J.D. Power says more than half of all new cars are being sold within 10 days of hitting the dealership and a significant number of them are being sold before they even arrive on the lot. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.